Hey there, people of the interwebs. Brandon Noel here uh, with Destiny Comics. Uh, real quick, before we jump into this month's book, uh, I just want to say um, uh, that we have started a Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash destinycomics. Um, you can also look for it under Brandon Noel. Uh, we're still trying to figure out what you guys want from a Patreon. Um, so don't be shy about telling us, hey, I would like X, or hey, I'd like Y. Um, still trying to figure it out. Um, it doesn't seem logical to put up this podcast up early on the Patreon, uh, because since we're a once-a-month podcast, you're still going to end up having to wait uh, quite a bit of time for the next uh, podcast. Uh, with that said, I want to say this episode is sponsored by Samantha Espinoza, who uh, donated to our Patreon. I want to say thank you so much. It means the world to me uh, that uh, you're, you're giving your hard-earned money uh, for some art and audio uh, podcasting. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, we are the Bookies Podcast, and uh, once a month, myself and a group of friends sit around and analyze a uh, paperback novel. We talk about the pros, the cons, characters, favorite scenes. Uh, it's it's basically just a book club that we're recording for fun. Um, and uh, before we jump into this month's book, I want to uh, take the time and say thank you to everyone who came out to uh, Palm Springs for free comic book day uh, last month. Uh, it was a really good show, had a great time. Uh, Palm Springs guys really know how to throw on a show. Um, also, uh, Ryan's Comics in Temecula, in the 8-Bit Brewery in Temecula. It's a video game-themed brewery. Incre uh, incredibly fun place, family-friendly. Um, they had a Harry Potter-themed art show and showcase um, at the end of this last month. Uh, thank you guys for having me out there. It was just awesome um had a great time uh and i just want to say thank you to ryan's comics and Apit brewery for doing that um also uh before we get started um nerd podcast radio is another podcast they're friends of mine uh if you're looking for something that's weekly and geeky that's kind of more up their alley, whereas we are, uh, The Bookies is a once-a-month literary podcast. They are more weekly, geeky, more topical, kind of fun stuff. So, uh, Nerd Podcast Radio, they've had me on in the past, uh, so you know they have good taste. Um, I was supposed to do uh, another episode with them, but we had uh, technical difficulties in the recording uh, sometimes the Skype gods are just not with you, and it happens. So um, if, if you want to go down the rabbit hole and check out Nerd Podcast Radio, wherever podcasts are sold, uh, have a great time, and it's a, a fun show. Um, now, this month's book is A Gentleman's Game by Greg Rucka. If you're unfamiliar with Greg Rucka, I first came to him through comic books. An incredible author. He had uh, very prolific runs on Wonder Woman, uh, Batwoman, and The Question. Um, he, he's a DC heavy hitter, uh, but he also has some really great indie books. Um, Black Magic, I believe, is one of his, um, as well as a couple others that are closer to a gentleman's game, but I just can't think of right now. Um, but he started off as a novelist and more or less a thrill spy kind of novelist. That's his, his cup of tea. He's best known for writing strong female characters. And hey, what do you know? Wonder Woman just came out and we're doing a Greg Rucka novel. Hmm. I wish I could say we were that smart and planned it out ahead, but uh, we're not. Um, so uh, this is part, uh, Gentleman's Game is part one of the Queen and Country series. There's three novels in the series, as well as a, um, a comic book series. Uh, Greg Rucka is an incredible author, and uh, if you want to go down the rabbit hole of knowing him a little bit better, uh, 
he has done these series of interviews on a podcast called Word Balloon with John Sutras. They do a thing called the uh, Rucka Debriefs, and they talk a lot about spy classic stuff, and, and there's some really great uh, Rucka interviews out there, and, and they, they have a tendency to focus on the geeky and comic booky stuff, but, you know, that's part of his love and passion, too, and, and that's where I first came to him was through his... Uh, New 50 or the 52 series. Uh, with that said, uh, this is um, Greg Rucka, a gentleman's game. Past this point, there be spoilers. VHS copy of Superman, Superman 4. I, I didn't have any of the others. I had one and four. <laughs> and then I had the VHS copy of Supergirl. Yes! So I will defend... Where she's riding a horse. Where she's riding a horse. I will defend the original Supergirl. I loved that. I need that one. That's, I don't have it's that It's available on DVD. I need to get it. Um, I need to add it to my superhero collection. The, I will defend the original Supergirl and I will defend Superman 4 because as a kid they were very influential on me as watching the I, loved, I loved that Supergirl movie we must have rented that we must have rented that from the video store a bazillion times because I would pick it because I loved it was supposed I was a girl okay <laughs> she was a superhero and there's fight me Christopher Reeves was supposed to have a cameo in that movie yeah um, what happened was after Superman 4 and the budget cuts and the problems mm-hmm. with the Sondheims, it's like, no, I'm done. Yeah. So Christopher Walken took his place. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> all right, so let, let's get into this. Um, uh, and on that note. And on that note. <laughs> a gentleman's game. Uh, Hopefully so he didn't record that. <laughs> I think he's been recording for like I 10 have. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All the Superman stuff's been recorded. Yeah, I can't wait when this goes mainstream and we do like special edition releases of just like the BS beforehand on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would listen to that. I probably talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> a podcast I listened to, I just did that where they released like Two or three hours of all the pre ramble. It's them cussing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's funny. So, uh, we, uh, we are the bookies. Uh, we'll go around, introduce ourselves so everyone gets to know our names and voices. I'm Brandon Noel. I am Louis Lopez. Justin Stallard. Bonnie Stallard. Wayne Abraham. David McFarland. Maylene Noel. Uh, we are the bookies. This month we read uh, Greg Rucka's uh, Gentleman Game, part of the Queen and Country series. Uh, Maylene, you recommended this. I was going to say, uh, you want to break down the, the, the plot here? Basically, break it down. Um, well, as you know, we pointed out in the last podcast you were there, It was it's basically a female James Bond, basically. She, uh, the main character... Uh, she works for basically MI6, basically, you know. Um, she is one of three individuals in what they are called, um, what do you call them? Miners. Miners, Miners. thank you. Miners. <laughs> Miners. 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 I totally, totally blanked on that, sorry. And the way they work Minders. is when you come in, you're minor number three, and then you work your way up to number one, and she's got the number one position. She is basically <clears throat> number one over these two other guys, which is really awesome because, uh, you know, as a female, I'm always looking for strong female characters, <laughs> you know. Um, and she is sent on this mission. Basically, she is told, okay, you got to go take this guy out. And um, she goes and she takes care. she takes care of the job, but she also ends up taking out uh, someone that she wasn't supposed to. She gets in trouble, and the whole book is basically her trying to get out of trouble, 
trying to be like you know get back to where she's you know no longer in hot water with you know her bosses and everybody involved and that's the basic plot of it <laughs> so I chose it because I had read it before and I personally this is the first Greg Rucka book I've ever read so I haven't read any of his other stuff or but I liked the way he wrote the strong female character without being cliche basically yeah. I, that's, that's how I felt anyway. Greg Rucka, even though he's a man, he's known for writing strong female women. Which I really That's appreciate. kind of his shtick. Mm-hmm. Currently, he's writing Wonder Woman for DC Comics. Um, and before that, he created the female version of The Question. Um, the answer. <laughs> <laughs> She's always right. <laughs> uh, what was the... The Muslim temple called? Uh, there, there's a couple of them in this. Um, I'm sure they're what actually... Are they, what are they called in general? The mosque. Yeah, mosque. Yeah, the mosque. Yeah, I think yeah. the reason why the Saudi Arabia or the... Yeah. That they were upset is because they were assassinated in their mosque. Well, uh, it so was he killed the Saudi prince. It was yeah, over the prince. Saudi prince. Yeah, uh, was the reason was Saudi Arabia in a temple. There was a there was there was a moment where they're like, you killed them while they were praying. Like everyone's like, that's a little left <laughs> up. And I kept thinking of Hamlet because there's that moment in Hamlet <laughs> yes. when, uh, when yeah. Hamlet goes to kill his father's murderer, his uncle. And he goes, his, his uncle leans down to pray and goes, oh, I can't kill him while he's praying because he'd go to heaven. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I gotta wait. I gotta wait. Because <laughs> I don't want him to go to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I thought of the Hamlet with that when they brought up that right. <laughs> That's great. Um, so, do you want to start by talking about people's favorite sports? Yeah, you want to you go first, Uh There were a few things I really liked. Um, one thing that I really enjoyed besides the good writing is the fact that she's just I like the main character just as a person because she's like yeah I am who I am I'm this is who I am take it or leave it I don't care what you think about me I do my job I do it well and if you have a problem with that I don't care you know she really is the female James Bond with the you know the spy bit but there's the sex and drinking and you know just as promiscuous (laughs) just as promiscuous yes and um, but I also loved the relationship between her and the um, guy who ends up helping her through part of, goes with her uh, what's his Wallace. name Wallace, Wallace. Wallace. thank you uh, I like the fact that you know he was just like yeah I'll help you let's go let's, you know he basically was willing to you know, <coughs> put his life and everything on hold and basically become an outlaw with her just to go with her. Like, that shows a level of loyalty, which is really awesome. Wasn't he the original Minder number one? I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Minder. 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 Like, yeah, he, yeah. Was, uh, she, he, he was, was number one when she was number one. three. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I think my favorite scene, actually, is the one that takes place in the bathroom. At when she knows, they know they're being followed, and she gets followed into the bathroom. I don't know if you guys remember the scene, but yeah, and she beats up that yeah, she beats up agent. that one agent, <laughs> and she walks out like, okay, we gotta go, gotta go down. <laughs> you know? like, uh, yeah, but she got her ass kicked. She, she did. did. Yeah. It wasn't. Well, uh, it wasn't just a quick problem with, and, and with and her in general. She, she we'll says, "I thought you were taking care of it," and then he says, "Mine's in the men's room." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. There was some comedy in the, in the book. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. But yeah, that's probably my favorite scene, and because she does get beat up. I mean. In my opinion, it's not just like an easy thing for her. Like you know, it's still you know, yeah, she still has to be on top of her game kind of thing. And that beating carried with her throughout the rest of the book. It did. She's talking about running. Her knee hurts. Or yeah, mm-hmm. um, like going to the James Bond analog. I'm a big fan of Roger Moore as James Bond because he got his ass handed to him on a couple occasions. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's... it's yeah, but so did Sean Connery. Nah, Sean Connery walked out of every fight like yeah. like he was Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, but he was going to get lasered in half. Yeah. Other Bonds got beat up. Yeah. Sean Connery never got beat up. Um, it was in his contract. I will never get My my favorite character scenes. Um, there's, there's one thing I got to point out. I mentioned earlier Greg Rucka, DC comic guy, um, Marvel comic guy too. 
just in general comic guy. He's a comic guy. I don't know if this was him being funny or or what, um, but there's a moment when the the head of the agency uh, near the end goes to um, put in a phone call to to the uh, Israel agents. The Mossad. The Mossad. The Mossad. You know, we need to get a call. The the head of the department. The Mossad. Yeah. But the, the, the tech guy who makes the phone call, his name was Max Flesher. <laughs> and I laughed at that because I felt like that might have been a nod to Flesher Studios, to the old Superman cartoons of the 40s. I'm sorry, but I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> um, Max Flesher was an animator who created, uh, they did the Popeye, Betty Boop, and Superman cartoons. Okay. And so this random character was before days time. Before yeah. days time, this random character who's the, just the tech guy is named Max Flesher. I was like, okay, that's that's a little bit of Ruckus showing his nerd. I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, it, yeah. the, the last name Flesher is not like it's not a common name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's I'm, Flesher. Yeah, Flesher. Um, is it is it a a Jewish last name? Um, because if he was in the Mossad, Israel... No, 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 he's in the London. The, the British guy that was the tech involved... In he's the, the guy who puts the phone call through. Oh, he's, okay. he's just a very small... Right. Like He's got like two sentences in the book. Oh. Um, and I'm willing to bet there's a couple other nods i got to go back because at one point he talks about like we got drunk and toasted to Minder's past. Guys with names oh. like such and such and such and such. I need to look up those names because I'm willing to bet those are inside jokes. <laughs> like I'm willing to those sounded yeah. like similar names. They sound like comic book writers' names. Uh, Very possibly, yeah. So like there was a couple of in gags that like I know I missed <laughs> but like I really appreciated him showing a little bit of his nerd in this very serious spy drama. Um, and then also, I, my favorite characters were the um, Israel... Uh, they never quite... They weren't CIA operatives, but the, the head of the Israel intelligence... Is it Mossad? Mossad? Brosky and... Victor Borowski. Victor and... Noah Landau. Victor and Noah. They were the head of the... The Mossada. Those are my two favorite characters... Definitely mine too. Victor always proposing. Yep, he proposes <laughs> love. <laughs> you know, he was about as vulgar as they come. <laughs> well, he's ex-KGB. Uh, <laughs> but like that, I love those guys. I love that. Anytime they were on... Oh, no. Here <laughs> comes some comedy. Yeah, it was just like, okay, <laughs> thank you for lighting up the mood. Yes. <laughs> I actually liked a lot of the funnier parts of this book too. Like there, there was uh, some occasional like British clips back and forth, that kind of dry humor, which was just really nice to see. Um, That's probably why I didn't get. It. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get dry humor like okay. that. But you, you touched on my favorite scene where they're like getting drunk and toasting to Minder's past, and then like they get so drunk <laughs> and and they're still thirsty, so they break into a liquor store and get caught on camera doing it. <laughs> And then they get in trouble for it later. <laughs> like, there's secret agents. What are you doing? <laughs> but that was that was some of my favorite stuff about um, Chase. Was she was just like, this is a this is a female spy book, and she's not just this like femme fatale, and that's all that she is. She's like a person. She drinks and she smokes and she does what she wants to, and she'll be sexy when she needs to. But for the most part. She's just thirsty and like wants a beer. <laughs> like, like it's, it's just so human. It's wonderful. That's what I. That's what I liked about this book. She's a wonderful human. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know one of the um, the things I like is the like uh, they were saying the uh, relationship between Landau and Borowski and uh, uh, Crocker and Catherine especially because mm, yeah. he's this gruff. Grouchy guy that that go that until <laughs> he got Catherine would go through assistance once coffee. a week. You know, Co- coffee, 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 <laughs> and she's like, uh, "Yes, master, I obey," and, uh, and, and stuff. You know, and, and uh, the, the the author he did his homework on things like his description of the weapons and how they functioned and how they w- weighed when they put a suppressor on the barrel and. 
and if, stuff. If you've ever read any of, I've never read any Greg Ruckus and, novels. Uh, I've read a lot of his comic book work. He he's a a, a sociopath for for detail, research and detail. Yeah. And another thing that I thought was interesting is this agent is so good she kills a man with a newspaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't. She wasn't given a weapon, so she buys a staple back news, staple ribbed newspaper, and she rolls it up, and she kills this guy with a newspaper. I don't think she bought it. I think that was the free map. It was like a free newspaper or something like yeah, that. She yeah, got yeah. out of the hotel lobby, and she she purposely got it for I don't know. It seemed to me she got it for because she said, "Oh, in her head, this will be a good weapon." She, well, she grabbed two of them. Yeah, one was a map. Uh, a yeah. tour map and the other one was a newspaper but she never looked at the newspaper she just rolled it up and put it in her jacket pocket <laughs> and then when she chased the guy on the rooftop she killed him with it even though he had a gun mm, See, that's so. all my notes for something I didn't like <laughs> <laughs> but it is possible it is. Tra- I it was poo. a train she had, so tr- she had so much trouble with that girl in the in the bathroom yes but her she has the advantage this big guy but she had the advantage the, because when he turns around and he sees an what he sees is an unarmed woman and he's this big burly dude and he's got a gun and he would have shot her and that would have been the and uh, well he tried to but she was and even even the FBI she used it as a baton man she used it as a baton and as a, as a sharp weapon because the, the pages rolled up like that would cut like a knife on fleshy areas like she did on his wrist yeah. but even the FBI will state uh, when they train their agents if a person is under 30 feet quite often they can close that gap and stab you with a knife before you can draw a weapon mm-hmm. so but his it, gun was already drawn he was in the process of drawing it when she magic close in 15 feet and kill him with it yeah he had, he had pulled it out and he was thinking oh and it's just uh, this this little girl like I can I can pull it out and he's almost going to get there but yeah. then she closes in real and quick because she's already running his wrist with the uh, sharp edges of the paper and he drops the gun and then she stabs him in the forehead with it uh, caving his temple in and it just well first she crushes his throat yeah she crushes his throat yeah, yeah that but yeah. I, I thought it I thought it was uh, I thought it was well played out and and on top of all that, she relaxes by no, that's getting. Mine. That's mine. Well, I like it too. Mine. It's the only thing I can say. Okay. And I'm next. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave that one I for you. I wrote that note with my name. I know, but that was one of the things I like. On that note, I'll. On that note, your wife's going to take over. Yes. I read the first four or five chapters of this book one afternoon three weeks ago and have not been able to read for leisure since because life happened. So, <laughs> I have very little that I can input. One thing is, though, I loved that one of her ways to relax, which is what Justin was going to take, my one thing that I loved about oh, what I read. Can I read it? No. Oh, you need that? Yeah, whereas that she painted to relax, even though it wasn't necessarily good. And it wasn't necessarily planned out. It was mostly just, she just liked the feel of the paint on the canvas, and just she just got on her skin, on, and on her, on, no, on her skin because she paint with her fingers and her yeah. hands. But but she just and it was messy and it was a big old you know painting space. And and as someone who does love to paint, which I don't get to do very often um, in our little apartment, especially, but. Um, I just you I you love that because I off topic. You don't want to use studio space. You can come over. Thank you. I might have to do that. I haven't painted in a while. Now now that I'm talking about how much she loves painting, I'm like I really need to go paint something. Um, but just you know, she she talked about because because I could I could I could identify with that and you know. I know, we all know how life can get stressful, whatever you do, even if you're not an, a secret agent, okay? But the <laughs> fact that she could just just enjoy the paint on the canvas, and she didn't care if it was a masterpiece. It didn't matter. It was her way of relaxing and enjoying her, enjoying it herself, just just having some time to herself and, and enjoying this one little thing of life. And, you know, you, you, you I, I could imagine the feel of the paint and the smell of the paint and things mm-hmm. like that. And, and um, of course, I'm going to love a strong female character, and I will finish this book. I just didn't get to do it um, this month. So that's all I can just say about what I liked about the book. Your turn. I finished it. <laughs> I know. I, I like the fact I that the characters felt real. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. There, there, there were, there were no 
just two-dimensional characters in it, unless they were just incidental, like a cabbie that was in two paragraphs and <laughs> gone or something like that. My Max Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, but he was important to you. He was. <laughs> so, there you go. It only the, you know, it doesn't matter. And, and the thing was, it's it doesn't matter which agency, because you've got the British agencies, you've got the Americans, you have the uh, Israelis, you have the different Arab splinter groups and training camp, and it doesn't matter which group you're dealing with, which people you're dealing with, all the characters are well-rounded. They have, they have their strengths, they have their weaknesses, they have, they're, they're fully developed people, they feel real. And when you're, you know, inside a character's head, you're seeing things from that character's worldview. And you understand why they're acting the way they act and doing the things that they do. And very few books are uh, are the the characters that developed and seem that real, uh, seem like real people. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one thing that's been consistent through the whole book uh, is you know you read these characters and they, and they feel like real characters. You know, even 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 in the the opening paragraph, the the guy who uh, the bomber—he's he, not a bomber; he's a flamer. The burner. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he yeah, doesn't yeah, have yeah. a bomb; he just has gas to burn up the subway car. But well, still, after so many burritos, anyone could do that, really. <laughs> but. <laughs> Sorry. Nothing like derailing a thought. Sorry, sorry. And it was a train. My bad. I, I derailed the train of thought with my gas. I'm sorry. But you know, even though you you never even really find out who he is or anything, you're you're still inside his head, feeling feeling his doubts and that type of thing uh, those types of things that he's thinking about and he almost doesn't go through with it and, and then he does and yeah, and he, he sees the the um, Middle Eastern girl and his British girlfriend he's like thinking about them and their, and their relationship you know and, and what that must be like mm-hmm. it's just it's fascinating it's just what he's thinking before he, he does all that I mean I'm not saying it's a you know, good thing that he did that. But like, you, you but what I'm saying is, you're inside his head and you're hearing yeah. what he's thinking, yeah, and, and a lot of authors wouldn't have bothered with that. The characters seem very real. Yeah. And I think that's important for any book. Doesn't matter what kind of book it is. I mean, if you can do that with a minor character that's in it for so many pages, you know, yeah. that's I, I think that's a good talent because we never see that guy again, <laughs> you know, for the rest of the book. You know. Who's yeah. dead? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It doesn't matter why, we just don't see him. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's nice knowing that he put that much thought and care into a character that's only here for X amount of pages. And then never again in the rest of the book, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Dave? I had a couple good, I mean, a couple parts of the book I liked. I mean, obviously, Landau and Borowski. <laughs> Is a uh, Victor Borowski Borowski Borowski? <laughs> he reminded me of that that Russian Australian in that in that um, no not Australian the astronaut in in what was it Armageddon Armageddon yeah. the one where he just kept on beating on uh, things to get it to work <laughs> <laughs> it was an Armageddon yeah, yeah, yeah. American <laughs> Russian all made in China yeah <laughs> that's who he reminded me of. <laughs> and I liked how you, he was just I don't think he really meant that he wanted to marry Chase he just he just loved her because he liked the way the way she was hmm. but, no um, he <laughs> yeah but he said no no I take <laughs> I will go get the ring now yeah, <laughs> I like those two guys um, 
<laughs> I really like the the detail of the book. I'm not really all in the detail with the guns, like how you knew about it, uh, no. Justin. But I just like how the, how the, well, I, the I, I've been known to have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> the book seemed seemed very real, and and the author wrote wrote it up to to make you feel like you were there. Yeah. yeah. And another scene, and I kind of got. A little bit of the paranoid side of me as well was how Chase knew someone was in her house by having the what was it flower? Yeah, it was a flower. Yeah, Yeah. in the the drawer slide, so she knew that somebody opened up her drawers. Yeah, on a drawer. Wow, that's a great idea. As I wrote a (laughs) note. Oh, good ideas! It was. It was giving me ideas. I'm like, hey, that's a good idea. It was just like little ideas like that. How Don't how they take photos? Like <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, what, what set her off was that the, the, the bathroom door was half closed. And that got her to thinking on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. just little things. Because at my house, I'd be very suspicious if my bathroom door was closed. Mm-hmm. Because I have the... The, the main bedroom and I have no reason to close the bathroom door in the bedroom. Right. So if I came into my room and saw it closed, I'd be like, who the hell is in my room? I mean, it would immediately just set that off. It was just the little details in there that I, I, I liked it. I mean, there was a couple of things I didn't like about the book, but we'll get to that. <laughs> okay, well, if we're getting into dislikes, one of my major problems, it was all the names and abbreviations. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. I got to the point where even now I'm tr- <laughs> even now I'm trying to remember some of the names. I'm like, okay, I know this character. I just can't remember. Okay, Wallace. You know, that was his name. You yeah, know? I mean, but I still couldn't place him because they're abbreviating everything. And so that like, was what I was telling you at the very beginning. I yeah. can't get get into this because of all the abbreviations and. Yeah. Even that towards the end of the book, it was still the same. The military. Yeah, and some of it I could figure out, like, okay, I think that means this, that means this, you know. But a lot of it I was just like, what does that mean? Am I supposed to just automatically know what that means? Yeah. Did they mention that a few pages back and I just forgot, you know? Yeah. A few chapters back. You know, so I'm trying to remember, trying to keep in mind what all these abbreviations are to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have to keep going because, you know. Just, this is bad, this is good, this is, you know, I don't know, you know. I hated it, but I accepted it because it's something that a normal person wouldn't know. Yeah. But the characters in the story, oh, yeah. they wouldn't be saying those names. They'd be abbreviating yeah, it because I, they're assuming yeah. their colleague already knows what it means. Yeah, I, I get that part. And it's like It was making it real. It, I ran that at work a lot, working for the Salvation Army. They have abbreviations for everything. Yeah, but the, everyone knows what it is, so they don't... Yeah, but well, they're supposed to know. The abbreviations weren't just in character. Um, every chapter started off with was it EMT plus three or yeah, the, oh, the, the time, yeah, the yeah. date, time and the location. Kind of thing. Yeah, uh, uh, and the and the the time is usually Greenwich Mean That's Time. That's what that is. GMT. Yeah. Yeah. GMT. Greenwich it's, Mean Time, and it's um. And uh, they give you a. It's uh, in military time yeah. too. It's, it's in also in. Uh, I'm not worried about military time. That's easy to read. But, <clears throat> you know, but like if you don't if you don't know it intrinsically, like I had to learn military time for a part of my job, but I didn't know it offhand. So things oh. like what time is it? Uh, 1845. What the hell is that? Like I had to. 645. Yeah, you know it now, and I know it now, but I didn't before. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't intrinsically make a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, I had to learn it at the casino because. Oh I mean, yeah. Because you can't see daylight because, you know, anyway, so well, there's they, no they, clocks. They need to be able to know. Yeah. And when they knew that, they knew what exactly what time it is. There was no a.m. or p.m. on there. Yeah. If it was like, oh, 700, it was 7 in the morning. Yeah. But if you said 1700, that would be 5 o'clock. Yeah. But it was just that. It was just a lot for me to try to remember. And um, that was really my only main complaint you know, with a book this thick, you know, <laughs> yeah. you can't be going back to the same chapter to remind yourself what that is, you know. It really wasn't that thick. And, well, it's, okay, it's not the thickest we've ever read, but it's... It's close. It's, it's pretty... 54 chapters. That's pretty thick. How many pages is that? I forget. Like 500 yeah. and... No, it was 500. It was around 400? It was pushing five. It was 481. Yeah. So it might not have been the, the thickest book, but, you know, it still, when you feel like you want to try to remember each yeah. one, it's like, 
<laughs> my mind kind of did a mini implosion <laughs> when I was trying to remember all the things. But, you know, that was really my only main complaint, you know, really. Um, but other than that, I didn't really have too many complaints. It was just maybe nitpicking from now on, yeah. <laughs> you know. So. Like I said, I love Greg Rucka. I'm a, I'm a Greg Rucka fan. But, man, I had a hard time with this book just getting into it. Couple people have said that. Um, that, like, if if I had, if I'm reading, I'm going along. I listen to audiobooks. So I'm listening to audio. Um, if I had to stop for whatever reason, I would have to like force. Like, it would take me. If I stopped for whatever reason, no matter where I stop, it would take me another four chapters to get back into the book. Like, it just it. it once I got going, I was good. Yeah. But every time I started, I had to get four chapters in before I could get back into the, you know, yeah. the groove. Yeah. But God, it I, just, I, I had that problem too. Yeah. I I don't know what it was. I I can't put my finger on it. I can't say it was this or it was the subject matter, um, or what. But I just had a hard time getting into it. Once I got four chapters in and I got into it, yeah. it was fine. Um, but every time I stopped, I had to do another four chapters and I had to kind of almost psych myself up to get yeah. back, to turn it back on. And then depending on the placement of those four chapters, that might not necessarily be an easy thing to do anyway. No. I just had a problem with the beginning of it. Yeah. Well, I, I'm imagining that the beginning of the book is sort of like setting up backstory for um, the comics, right? Because this is a comic series to begin with, isn't it? No, the comics came later. Did they? The, it's it's uh, there's three novels, um, and then the comic series runs I think 38 issues through Oni Press, and this started off as a novel series. This was this was Greg Rucka. I think he wrote the first um, novel, and then he wrote the second novel. Maybe it was after the first one. I don't know where the comics take place chronologically. But it was he wanted to do more with the character. Yeah. He didn't have time, so it was just quicker to write the comics. Okay. Because I mean, a a comic script isn't nearly as long as no. a yeah. novel. A comic script's not like five hundred pages long. Are you sure? Well, <laughs> only if Alan Moore's writing it. Uh, <laughs> and then every girl's a dame. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I kind of got lost in some of the abbreviations, like was said before. I got a little bit lost. I think everyone did. (laughs) Yeah. I got a little bit lost in some of the descriptions of the weapons, just because I'm not super familiar with, like, you know, military assault firearm type situations. Um, I mostly was a little bit confused as far as, like, the location hopping goes, because they they go from, like, place to place, not necessarily quickly, but they don't, like... The only reason that I know that Tbilisi is somewhere in the Middle East is because I happen to be in that location in an old Ghost Recon game. And they talk about it in this one under the context that you kind of know where it is, which from the character's perspective, they do. They know where it is. But the reader might not know that it's somewhere in the Middle East. Like, there's there's a lot of justifiable assumptions that are made in this book, but the average reader could get very lost in that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, the one scene where she's walking around London... Mm-hmm. Uh, when she realizes that she's being followed and it gives a description uh, she goes up this street turns left on this street and goes up yeah. there and, and there's like a dozen different streets and some of the places yeah. that she passes you recognize from maybe the news or watching other movies and yeah. And uh, like I know where Downing Street is. Yeah, and Parliament. Of, and, yeah, I've seen it on DVD. I, I had no clue. I just I just went whatever and just kept on. Well, going with it. Greg Rucka, I used to live in London, so okay, that okay. was. I'm sure those were his old homes. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if they the, were or not. But I, the way he described some of the places, I'm pretty sure he was probably at those pubs and yeah. Yeah. things at one I'm time. sure, because that's where you may even get your ideas from in real life. Mm. From things, pubs. Yeah. yeah pubs. <laughs> or things that, that you've encountered in your past. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, overall, I don't have a whole lot to complain about this book. It's pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, but same thing with me, the, uh, the abbreviations and... And in the beginning, there were a lot of characters introduced, 
in a short period of time. Yeah. And for me, that made it hard. Yeah, it's confusing. It, it got really, it got a little confusing for me in the beginning. Uh, probably, I I had a problem. I'd read for 30 minutes. The next thing I know, I'm, I'm nodding off. You know? <laughs> I'm surprised I managed to stay awake today. I read over 200 pages today. Which, which is, I'm very impressed with. That is impressive. It's impressive for me because I've never read that much in one day before. Hmm. Yeah, especially in uh, staying awake. Well, you're just getting started. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, uh, but. I think. The, okay. I'm sorry, but I don't know if it's something that I didn't like, but some, one of the things in the stories that I, I, I just. I guess it's one of the things I just love to hate is the politics between the, the countries. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. would throw her under the bus like that, like, and you, it's like, in real life, they would really do that. You know, they, they, they don't care about their agents. They'd throw them under the bus and let them get trampled by the horses and, and stuff. And it just, uh, just it, it griped me. I, I guess it's not that it was a bad part in the book, it just... Too real, maybe. A little too realistic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was a little bit disappointed that she wasn't prepared for it, though. Well, I mean, it, she's minder one. Yeah, her, she's number one. She's number one. She's the best in the world at what she does. She should have a back door. She kind of had. Well, she had a to-go bag. She had a passport with the untraceable passport or whatever that they didn't know she had. She was kind of prepared for this. Yeah, kind of. But at the same time, she wasn't really prepared for her own government. Yeah, to right. yeah that would have been the number one that I would be preparing for. Well, yeah, but she... Because the first person you're going to betray you are your friends. you got to remember, this is also queen and country. What she does is for queen and country. She wasn't expecting... For them, Britain is not America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they're just just as honorable as us. You know, she wasn't thinking that her people, like even her commander or whatever, he kept saying there was a motif like, "My job is to protect them. My job is yeah. to keep them safe." Mm. My, you know, like a mantra type thing. Yeah, like his his job was pretty simple: keep them safe. And he did the best he could. To the point to where he pretty much broke the law when they yeah. were after her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, run, go, now, Here's two grand, here's <laughs> a passport, you know. Do you need a gun? Here. Here's a gun, have a gun, honey, take a gun. I was disappointed with that because she's, like, infilt- with the way she infiltrates... Yeah, but she, into all those situations, she should be able to do that to make herself disappear too. And I was disappointed that they didn't have that. Well, I well, with that ability, she infiltrates, she'd be able to be, be a ghost and be no. gone. But when she infiltrates, she has the whole department behind her. Yeah, but, she had the resources, but still, and she, she didn't have that those resources. She sh- with the way she's getting paid and with her training, she should already have that on the side. I, I think some of that might come down to like if you're the best at what you do in this kind of thing and, and the government relies on you to do the kind of work that only you seem to be able to do there might be a little bit of like cockiness in that kind of idea you're the most important ever no one's better than you so you might they not be thinking yeah, you, you might be I thinking maybe I'm in, invincible maybe I can't be fired but I can, I can see both sides I mean I can see the cockiness side of it like yeah you need me I mean, what are you going to do? Outcast me if I make yeah. one mistake. But at the same time, I kind of see what Dave's saying. Like, yeah, you know, when this, this is what you do, there are two people lined up to take her place. Yeah. There's a minor two and a minor three. That, but that's the other you thing. Know. She she did what her government wanted done. Yeah. It's she did. She took out the target. The collateral damage that nobody was expecting happens to be a Saudi prince. Which is the, the whole issue is... And now, you know. <laughs> now her government is going to throw her under the bus for doing the, successfully doing the job that she would do. Thank you. And exactly. She should have been prepared for that. Well, in a way, who's prepared to kill a Saudi prince? <laughs> <laughs> like, that was just, in a way, her not being prepared, being prepared for a human character. You know, if, if she if she'd uh, been prepared for it, she would have been a super character. You know? Yeah, she would have been human. She would have been the bad guy. But 
Well, I can see, I can see that. She would have been Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she would have been British government Republican. Oh my god, British and female Batman. Nice. Saudi Arabian prince. Right. The first, the first part of the book is was when they start dealing with the uh, <coughs> abbreviation for the most part they tell you what it is first and then start using the abbreviations for it mm-hmm. yeah, but I so didn't that. so that I didn't that, that worked that worked for me but I'm sitting here driving and it's talking about uh, them observing some guy who's you know driving out across the desert in a truck at night with no lights under the stars you know and it, and it's like it's obvious you know the driver was using NVG and yeah, goes on to the next goals. thing you know and and it it was about a second and a half beat before my brain extrapolated out night vision goggles yeah. but you know that just NVG was just slapped on there like you know yeah, it, yeah. it was obvious yeah, to the character and, and they should you, you should know it and I'm going okay I'm aware of night vision goggles but then I'm, I'm, I'm also I'm also a photographer and aware you know of night vision technology for doing you know photography at night without you know alternative light sources and stuff like that so I'm looking at yeah, there was an awareness on my part of that, and so I was able. My brain, so I'm reading and, and conscious. I'm going to like say what, and my brain is oh, night vision goggles. You know, bing. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I've, I've never referred to them as NVG. Neither. Yeah. Not. It's got to be a military thing. It might be. Yeah, Probably. I just go night vision goggles. <laughs> well, I think we can all figure it was night vision goggles, but. Most of the time when we're talking about them, we say night vision goggles. Yeah, Very yeah. rarely, as civilians in any way, we say NVG. Yeah. And automatically assume people know what we're talking about. You right, know? and you just threw that out there, you know, like the reader would know. And if it was somebody that wasn't familiar with night vision goggles, they'd be, be like, what's NVG? <laughs> you know, so. And then right before that point, they're talking about how, like, there were like a sea of stars above them and, and I'm assuming there's no like light pollution so I thought the guy was just driving at night with no headlights like a like a uh, like a rum runner you know yeah, like he could just see with the light from stars and his in, eyes are adjusted in the last two chapters where, they, where they're going in for the final assault on the, on the camp mm-hmm. They didn't use night vision because there's enough light from the stars to, yeah. to navigate by. So yeah, like relatively speaking, if there's enough stars out and no light pollution, you can see a decent amount at yeah. night, especially when your eyes have adjusted. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I used to do, uh, I used to be a security guard and work swing shifts, mm-hmm. and it was it was at this plant that it was once every other hour. We had to do a security round every hour. Every other hour, we had to walk the perimeter. And it was a total of a quarter mile around of fencing that had to walk along. And the whole, the land sloped. So the upper part was where the plant and everything was. And then when you started going down the slope, it was meadow. And there was nothing near it. It was just fence. And as security guard, when I'm up by the plant and everything, I've got my flashlight on. But, you know, it's, you know, six-cell mag light. That puts out a pretty bright beam. And when you get down into the meadow area where everything is no lights and it's all dark out there, it blinds you. Yeah. I turn it off. And after about five, ten seconds, my light adjusts so, you know, if there was movement, like a coyote running across the field, that would catch my eye. I'd be drawn to it. Theoretically, if somebody's skulking across the field, I would have noticed that too without the flashlight there. The flashlight on it, you know, like, oh. Yeah. So, you know, I, I was used to doing half my rounds just by starlight or moonlight or something like that um, when, I, when I worked that particular location. So, you know, you, you can, you're not going to see a lot of detail and everything is like in black and white. You aren't noticing colors and stuff, but you you don't necessarily need night vision goggles. 
or NBG. <laughs> we don't need any NBG for this. Dave, uh, we get to your your list of negatives. Or did you run down Many complaints. Well, pulls out a pad. My ten pages right here. Hold on. Here's my card. I'm just a nitpicker. <coughs> what can I say? But the abbreviations, which seems like everyone else had problems with, um, the way uh, Super Chase beats up that guy, that pissed me off. Super <laughs> <laughs> um, Chase. I just, I didn't really like how the author hurried up the El Said death in in Egypt. Because they spent so much time with building up. Yeah. building up to the assassination into into the the, the temple. I forgot the, 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 the great mosque. mosque. Yeah, it was like several, like four, five, six chapters, and then then it happened, and then it was one stinking chapter for killing El Said, and then she beat him up with a magazine. That just pissed me off. I'm like, what the hell is this shit? Well, there was more than one chapter because the only there's a one there's more than one chapter because the only way she was able to pull it off was the suicide bomb. Yeah, she got lucky. Yeah, but I just thought it was poo. <laughs> I just did not like it. I'm like, really? So you wanted something more epic when it comes to that death? Had something, yeah. I mean, you wanted a mid boss fight. <laughs> mid boss fight. Um, it just to me, it just seemed. Um, I'll use a Wayne's World term. It was Scooby Doo. <laughs> no, they just hurried it up because they just wanted to go on with the story. Um, needed the, the character needed a long range sniper shot at 500 yards. Something. I don't know. <laughs> but um, and also. Plug your ears, Wayne. <laughs> He's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like how the whole ending was kind of hurried. Because you just read it. Yeah. To me, it it just seemed hurried. You had Wayne plug his ears for that? <laughs> no, because I didn't want him to feel that and hear that. And also, oh, oh, yeah, because so he hasn't finished it. He, right, hasn't, he hasn't finished it yet. Yeah, okay. it just, I'm a hundred pages away from the end. Yeah, <laughs> I just, it just to me, it felt like the whole ending was kind of like it went like it was like going slow, and then I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I just went what? The last eight chapters are just boom, 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 boom. Yeah, boom, it just yeah. seemed it just seemed hurried to me. Yeah. Okay. And then no, I got one more now. Oh, one more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh God. I liked and hated the Sinon. He was the or the, 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 English, the, the Englishman who turned Muslim. Oh. <clears throat> I liked and hated it, but I, I didn't like how it, it seemed like he betrayed humanity to become a terrorist and then murdered a, pro, a poor girl that he fell in love with. I um, thought that was going to be like when he was falling for her. I thought we were going to get the redemptive the story. redemptive arc of him yeah. trying to get him and the girl out, mm-hmm. but you know, like I, I don't think you're supposed to. But I, I just did not like him. With I, did, this I did not like him at all. And I think you're supposed to not. Like I him. honestly, I honestly thought that he was going to be the CIA agent, and I was so glad that he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, the first time when the, he mentions we have a friendly, I thought it was his partner. No, I thought it was Sinon. When oh, they said when 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 they said, "Oh, we got a, a CIA operative in there, and you have to, you have to." Uh, get in contact with him. I go, oh, just think of that piece of shit scene on him. Better not be, man. I hate that fucking guy. Oh, sorry. Scene on the POS. Our abbreviation, POS. And I was so happy that it wasn't him. Well, who is it, the, the name of the, the actual informant? The, um... Martin. Martin. Yeah. I thought it was Martin. And he was like a nothing throughout the whole book. Really. Well, there's a scene where Martin goes, um... Uh, let me grab the scissors. Yeah. And he, he disappears for several pages. Yeah. And he comes back and goes, sorry it took so long. Someone so, so had it. Had the scissors. Yeah, it's just like little minor things. You I don't mean. think about that, but then later on, like, we have an informant. The camp's like, 
oh my god, that was my first thought. I was like, he wasn't looking for the scissors. <laughs> Liar. That was my first thought. Like, he was doing an information dump or something. I didn't know that. I, I didn't even think of that until you just said it. But I was I, like, I he wasn't was looking for scissors. I thought it, I thought it was seen on. But okay, you can unplug now. Sorry. Man. Hey, you can unplug now. And <laughs> hey, no, no, no. That's for making him plug his ears. Well, those. That's what I disliked about it. Mm. Okay, uh, so oh, uh, I did my number. Oh, did? Yeah, I was the initial one who brought oh, up the. Oh, yeah. yeah. She got to go. Well, first. I could go again. But <laughs> just one more time. Just what? one more thing. For a vinegar jug. <laughs> but so, final mm. thoughts? Anybody? I was pleasantly surprised with this book overall. Mm-hmm. Like I went into it expecting it to be sort of like a like a, a Black Widow kind of story where she isn't really given the kind of like credit or screen time that she deserves, but I really thought that Chase got a, a lot of good scenes and she had a lot of good motivations and she wasn't two dimensional like when said she she was she was very fleshed out. Yeah. It was it was nice to see. She was a very competent, very intelligent, strong character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which that was the main reason why I read it because Brandon was talking about how, oh, you should check out Greg Rucka because he writes strong female, you know, women. And I'm like, I was a bit skeptical. Like, yeah, people say that, but <laughs> only sometimes is that true. Yeah. Sometimes do individuals write really good, strong, even women. Sometimes we tend to not write women well for whatever reason. I don't know why. But just. As I got into it, I was like, yeah, she's definitely her own character. She's definitely flawed, not perfect at all, which is great, because, I mean, who is, <laughs> you know? But, you know, that's why I kind of liked it. And I was like, you know, we need a book. Not a, uh, that's why I recommended it, because not only is it a great, a good spy book, in my opinion, but also... Um, you know the the fact that it is a female lead. It's not, ju- it's not a straight up James Bond ripoff. It is in some ways, but yeah, it not no, in every not way. Really. Not as many. No, no, seriously, because James Bond is about the gadgets, yeah. and they don't have gadgets in here. She's about what can I use now that I have. She has. It's the anti gadget. It's yeah. I'm gonna kill you with a magazine. <laughs> you know, she uh, she's got magazines. She's got guns. It's it's normal weapons that anybody would have. This is more like real life spy stuff. Yeah. So, you know, when you think James Bond, you're you're thinking you know, about the the grenade handcuffs yeah. and you know the cars that that fire you know missiles and and all that kind of. You know, he always has to go down to you know. The lab and get get something from Q. Yeah, yeah get get laser Q. Yeah, yeah, the laser pin and all that stuff. It's always the thing that gets him out of dying in that movie. Right. right? Yeah. The new thing oh, yeah. is, mm-hmm. yeah. we have this one yeah. new look at there, the there, there are people that are using. Yes, they're using satellite imagery. They're you know using telecommunications resources. Uh, you know, but they're using you know conventional weapons and. You know things like that, so it it doesn't it doesn't come across to me as James Bond. Hmm. See, there, because of the lack of gadgets, there's stuff to a, it. a couple problems here and there with like the new James Bond reboot movies that came out a little while ago, starting with Casino Royale. But that's mm-hmm. what I love about them is there's not gadgets everywhere. It's so visceral and real. And they're fighting with their hands. They're more believable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they don't really get into the gadgets until like. The second to last movie, like you well, don't meet the Q character the, the, until the second to last movie, and right. even then he only gives him a gun and a radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that. But I was gonna say, even in Casino Royale, he's got the car with the defibrillator. Actually, that is in some I know high-end models. Is that a thing? That, that is a thing. Yes. That's a thing. Oh, that's just a real world. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go. <laughs> right. All right, uh, Bonnie, uh, yes. you want to any final words? Or I know we I can't wait to finish reading this book. <laughs> <laughs> yes, unfortunately, Bonnie was not able to finish the book, but I know she will enjoy it when she does get the chance to have yeah. her own personal reading time. And she will probably finish it in a couple days. <laughs> probably. Yeah. And you know what? Now that my husband's done reading our coffee, I can totally. Yeah. Get it. And like, honest to God, that's just what happens like life happens to it all does. of us outside it of this podcast and I, no, no I judgment think here and in some cases the entire country is turning into I've life. read all of them I think books. at different <laughs> points about a couple of us have, at different points have not read the 
full book club book it for various life reasons, you know. Not me, I read all, but yeah, I'm saying so far, I've read all of the books. Yeah, yeah, except, except for the joint. Yes. Yeah, you've read, you've read all four. Of them. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say let's let's go back to uh, what was it the um, the can't think not pyramids. The, yeah, pyramids or shot not shot in the dark. The uh, don't point that thing don't point that thing That's a very British book. <laughs> <laughs> I almost didn't come back after reading that. I'm book. still <laughs> a little obsessed with that book because it's stuck Brad in my head. Brandon is still obsessed with that book. I don't know why, but he's <laughs> like stuck in my I, head. <laughs> Brandon's been saying I need to read the rest of that series, and I'm like, why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They, they, they killed off Jacques. There's, there's no other reason to read it. I was just like, why don't you just let me like tear out all your beard hair one by one? It's less painful. Like seriously. <laughs> I think I'd rather meet you. The Maze Runner 2. <laughs> <laughs> I almost watched the second movie after after we did it because it was on stars. It was I still like, haven't seen this. Is another movie, movie? watching? No, I haven't seen The Maze Runner, there's. Uh, oh, what one? We watched there's the more than one? one. There's four? I believe we had the first one. Three books. Came out with two movies. Yeah. So, all right, before we, because we're already talking about other books. Yep. Um, I will say just in closing with with uh, <coughs> Greg Rucka, a Gentleman's Game, Queen and Country. Um, there's, like I said, three novels. Uh, first one, or yeah, it's called uh, the the novels are A Gentleman's Game, Private War, and The Last Run. And then there's a uh, um, a 38 issue miniseries on, uh, published by Oni Press. Well, it's, it's thirty-eight comic books, but it but it's actually like four volumes. It's uh, six story arcs. Yeah, six story arcs through through Oni Press. I haven't read any of them. I've only seen a couple cover images. No, I haven't read. It's copyright. It's not anyway. We can't do that. Yeah. Um, but uh, there is a film in development. It's oh. been stuck in developmental hell oh. since 2013. Who's going to play Chase? Ellen Page was. Was oh, I would see that. Was I would see the set. shit out of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so if, if they ever get it worked out, Ellen Page was, was set to do Page. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I was thinking that like, this would be a good movie. That would be really cool. Yeah, like, this is a solid, solid uh, story, solid film. Mm-hmm. You know, sadly, in the film adaptation, I'm willing to bet Max Flesher gets cut. Yeah, I think it's so too. Uh, <laughs> just just good, just just or not, maybe the extended Unfortunately, I might walk out if, if <laughs> El Saeed gets killed with a magazine. Magazine. <laughs> so, uh, all right. All right, uh, Wayne. All right, Wayne, what do we got? What, what are we reading right. next? Open the TARDIS. Oh, there should be a white paper in there that you should take out first, yeah. That's, that's the list. That's the list. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. He's selecting that's the least. next. Ooh. What shall it be? Wheel of Morality, turn, turn, turn. Let's see. <laughs> Morality. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I just the Okay, it's the Screw Tape Letters by C. S. Lewis. Ooh. Very nice. And and not long actually. And who was watch. the one who suggested it? I believe Wayne. Somebody took the list. I just found this piece of paper. It's not my writing. I so don't know if I actually wasn't me. You didn't put who I actually who didn't put who suggested it. I'm so glad we have I put the author. Tape letters by C.S. Lewis. So. Oh. oh, Lewis suggested no, <laughs> no, I thought some of them. No, you didn't. Okay. No, yeah, I just that was one of the early ones though. Yeah. I have to go back to the yes, original. So I, 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 I want to say no. None of them are huh. your handwriting. They're oh, okay. all Marlene's. I want to say I thought that was one of yours, Brandon. I know. I was going to say I thought it was either Brandon or Wayne. No, no, it wasn't. But um. Yeah, it was either Brandon or Dan. It was, it was early, early put in the Yeah, it was like one of the first, because remember well, the, one the first, first two we came in with like yeah. a couple suggestions, didn't yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, you know, either way, I'll it's play good. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a good number. I've read it in a If everybody likes it, it was my suggestion. If everybody likes it, it was Brandon. All right, so next month. Uh, screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis. Yeah. Uh, thank you, and uh, we are the bookies. Bye. 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 So there you have it. Uh, that was Greg Rucka's 
A Gentleman's Game, a Queen and Country novel. Uh, hope you enjoyed this recording. Uh, next month we will be reading The Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis. Um, man, I wish we were closer to October because that would have been a perfect October book. The Screw Tape Letters. Um, but uh, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, please like, subscribe, comment. For the love of God, comment. I see the downloads. Uh, so I know somebody's listening. Um, but uh, we don't know what, what, what you think. We haven't gotten any comic, comic comments, uh, feedbacks on iTunes or... Uh, well, Stitcher doesn't let you do comments. But please comment, like, subscribe. Let us know what you think. Um, you know, and it honestly does help us in iTunes. When, when comments are coming in... Uh, it really does help the, the, the podcast get seen a little bit more. Um, and uh, I just want to plug our Patreon again. Uh, it's patreon.com slash Destiny Comics. Um, you can uh, go to uh, uh, facebook.com slash Destiny Comics for any kind of news. There's also a Facebook page. For the Bookies podcast, we offer uh, book club support and any kind of neat book club stuff. It's more of a, you know, it's, it's a fun page, but it's definitely geared towards what we do with the podcast and and, and book clubs. Um, you know, we, uh, you can, if you're interested, not trying to offend anybody, but I have a webcomic on uh, Webtoons that just debuted. It's very political. It's just political satire and short uh, political comics. Um, and then uh, also I do, uh, you know, if you check out the Facebook, you can see all of our posts there. Uh, there's a Tumblr that I try to update and a Twitter that I'm really bad about because I honestly forget about Twitter. Um, but I'm trying to get better. And um, there's also Instagram. Look up uh, at Destiny Comics. Instagram I have a lot of fun with. Um, but hey, just thank you for being a fan. You're awesome. I don't know if anyone's told you that today, but they need to. You're awesome. So uh, as my wife says, uh, read long and prosper. And, uh, and, uh, have a great day.